This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. A lot of prayers in scripture that says, Lord, give me a heart of flesh for my heart of stone. Because when you and I are thrown with a lot of stuff, and especially relational issues, what begins to happen is we so easily harden our hearts. We say like, oh yeah, I'm not going to commit myself to that person again because last time he spoke negative things about me. And we are all offense prone in a sense because we, we live in a culture where it's a lot of individualism and consumerism. There's a lot of, we grow up in a way to just think about ourselves. We don't think about community and living in a sense where there's a, a freedom to share even like the first church had. And, and whether we like it or not, the result of a simplicity of a heart is a generous spirit, is a purity, a ability to share with others our lives. Sure. So what, what in the condition of the heart, things like unforgiveness, bitterness, it, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a thing that builds up and maybe it's small, but then it later it starts. And I, I, I see it in the church a lot, you know, because obviously in the church we work with people. <laughs> and then, you know, the other day I was, I was, there was like a meeting on and this one person just made a lot of noise. So all I did is I just went in and I said like, shh, can you please be quiet? There's a lot of people in here um, and, and maybe you're not noticing. And then this person just flipped. Bah! The door, poof, out of the front door. And the other person went. And I thought like, sure, issues. <laughs> I just thought, I didn't say it, I didn't say it. But I was tempted to say it, you know. And I was thinking like how, you know, these Afrikaans word, um, so you know, um, 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 always like, you're so oversensitive, but then you don't realize, but the issue is actually your heart. Because I, I grew up in an environment of, of a lot of fear of failure and rejection. So when you grow up in that environment, you begin to read stuff between the lines that are not there. <laughs> oh, yeah, the pastor didn't greet me, but he greeted that one. So obviously he's got favorites. Oh, she didn't say that, but she said that to that other person. And, and isn't it so, even in our relationships in marriage, we, we start to eventually treat people according to their actions, but we treat ourselves according to our intentions. Hello? Listen quickly what I'm saying. We treat others according to their actions, but we treat ourselves according to our intentions, not our actions. And if you're in a relationship, then sometimes people that you trust, just sometimes ask them, like, here's a blank piece of paper. Will you please tell me all my blind spots? It's going to be the worst moment of your hour, of your day, of your month. But see, we, we, we don't want to go there because it's so easy to judge others by their actions. And then we think, in essence, we're good. But we're not. We need God. Amen? <laughs> Can I get an amen there? And I'm just busy with the introduction. Okay. Then the last scripture we saw is that for God, it's not about our works or standing for the truth or doing these great exploits. He's in the book um, to the Ephesian church, he writes and he says, you know, in the Revelations, he says, but it's one thing I have against you is your first love. I want you to come back to your first love. I want you to connect with me um i want you to it's about that intimacy that place and that that's 
really what it's about. You know, the, the first love. Are we ready in love? Are we passionate with God? Are we hungry for God? Are we more hungry for the Lord now than what we were last year or 10 years ago? Otherwise, we just become religious. Otherwise, it's just we're going through the motions and we're doing a lot of good things for the Lord. Now, in Matthew 6, verse 19 to 21, the question is, where is your treasure? This is a scripture we've all read. It says here, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. One of the biggest challenges in our community is called narcissism and materialism. That can be one of your biggest challenges to connect with God. Narcissism is an is a, a obsession with self. What do other people think about me? What do other people say about me? Where do I live? What do I drive? But materialism is I find my security. I put my treasure in things. Now I think this is probably the first time in 10 years that um, we're talking about this, but we have to talk about this. And especially, I was just convicted because being there in Burundi and there's nothing, there's not even electricity, there's not a fridge in which you can go and open up and stand and worship before. So it's so nice this week, just opening up the fridge and worshiping and say, ah, oh, I've got choices. <laughs> you know? But if there's no fridge, there's no electricity, there's nothing, it's just like you make all your stuff on a fire, then suddenly you realize, like, what do I have? What is, what is the true riches? And so the Bible says here, it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. There is no in-between. There is no in-between. It's not where the desire of your treasure is. It says where your treasure is, there your heart is connected to. So if your treasure is on eternal things and on the kingdom, your heart will be there. It doesn't say where your heart is, your treasure will follow. It says where your treasure is, there your heart, you'll find your heart as well. It's not the other way around. And so the question is, where is our treasure? Maybe it is in my job. Maybe it's in my bank account. But remember, we are passing through. We are pilgrims. This is not home. I mean, this is not your home. And we have to tell each other that often. This is not your home. Because I know I also live in a house and there's maintenance and you know what i i'm not gifted with maintenance um i i can't do maintenance properly you know i everything that i put in is like hang skew and it just got you know so for me it's some extra effort where's all the husbands i see them sometimes there on a saturday morning they're in the in the you know in the diy shops and all that stuff and they walk like mr bean down there I remember the, fir the first time we, we were living in Onepapagaiburg, eh? there where all the birds are. And so, so we, we rented this house. I was so excited because there was a swimming pool. The first time in our lives that we're going to have a swimming pool. And so I was super excited. So first Saturday morning, I still worked in Somerset West as a financial manager. I go down. I'm going to st stand in the queue. And I am super psyched. I'm going to find out how the swimming pool stuff works. And I'm psyching myself up. And there are five other men standing in front of me. And the one says, I think a swimming pool is just good to have a chicken farm in. The second one says, I just want to throw mud and... 
I just want to fill up that swimming pool. My kids are out of the home. And, blah, blah, blah. and I thought, like, how negative can you be? This is amazing. One month later, I was also standing in that queue. Lord, rapture the swimming pool, you know? Because <laughs> it's maintenance, you know? Anybody that can agree? <laughs> Some of you are laughing too loud, yeah? We pray for those things, but then eventually it becomes such a hassle, you know? And then we realize this, but what is it? Because, you know, material things will never satisfy us. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Listen to this. Ooh, this is a tough scripture. Paul writes this to Timothy, his spiritual son. He says, but to those who desire to be rich, fall into temptation and a snare. Though, but to those who desire to be rich, fall into temptation and a snare. And in many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. Woo. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, your treasure to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. The love of money, the love of things, the greed, the, that's what the world runs on, on fear and greed. And, and we often have to stop and tell ourselves, well, nothing wrong with money, but the love of money, if that is your security, there's going to be many sorrows in your life. That's what he says. <laughs> there's, you're going to be, you're piercing yourself. <laughs> You're through with, with many sorrows. Because when you come there with that trophy and you have that trophy, you have that thing, then do you know what? Next year there's going to be another car with another model with another thing. <laughs> so Paul is very straight. He says, yeah. And later he says, come on those who are rich. Now, I think most of us when we're sitting here, we think like, I'm not rich because I don't live in that place or that place. But I want to tell you, you're rich. If you can decide what three meals you're going to eat every day, you are super, super rich. Hello? Not to be any amens there. But so, less greed and power. Lock the doors. Lock the doors. We want to run away. Are we looking for status and position? In Stellenbosch, there's a massive thing. Status. Pride. It's so ugly. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 21, it says, Truly, this one thing I have found, that God made man upright, but they have sought out many schemes. God made man good, but because of our evil nature. Listen to this, Richard Foster writes this, he says, Our need for security has led us to an insane attachment to things. The mass media has convinced us that to be out of step with fashion is to be out of step with reality. To be out of step with fashion is to be out of step with reality. And that's not true. You see, the world wants one thing, you to conform. God wants one thing, he wants you to transform. Romans 12 says, I want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the way that you think. And it's so easy to fall into this trap. Because, hey... 
it's just comfortable. I'm not doing any harm. But again, it's about the condition of your heart. And, and so our biggest challenge is then we become a consumer society. Consumerism is not about the value or the reality of the product anymore. It's about the need or the emotion of the person. So the whole advertising business is about that. You know, there's a fancy car and there's a half-naked woman standing next to the fancy car that is promoting the car because it says actually if you get this car, then all the ladies are going to look at you and you're going to... So the whole advertising business, which started to be like this is for the good product that is going to bless you and enhance your life, now suddenly it's about it creates a need that you actually don't have. I mean, so, so the whole world works on conformity and then when you conform, you become a consumer. And, and don't just think in terms of material things, think in terms of what the world is saying to us about tolerance pluralism that there's many ways to God there's no truth and truth is not absolute anymore so the consumerism also goes in on an emotional side it tells you like hey that's just where the world is at don't stand up for anything because you're going to be out just conform conform to what everyone else is doing and God says transform there's another big word, I tried to pronounce it 10 times this morning, asceticism. <laughs> okay, say that word quickly there at the bottom. Okay. So God, you know, that's the opposite because you would see when the church would many times talk about things like this, it's like where you renounce possessions at all, you know, and you sort of feel guilty about having anything. And now God has never called us to be there. Now enjoy what the Lord has given you but realize it's not there for you. Whatever you have, if it's finances, whatever you have in your life, it is there to become a blessing to others. So we need the, the, the proper perspective because some people go like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just, so, this is so from the devil, I'm so afraid of what money can do, I'm so afraid of this, but God never motivates us through fear. You should actually say like, wow, Lord, I'll give me finances, bless me, Lord, with that so that I can be a blessing. Hallelujah. There's no, nothing wrong with that. We have a, amazing people in this church that, that are givers. They just click this, you know. So the other day, one guy came to me and said, okay, what is, what is this going to cost? Or what is that going to cost? I, I think many people don't know how much some stuff costs. You know, like this event tonight cost about 100,000 rand. And it's all being paid by people in the church. Thank you. The kingdom is coming. Amen? Because there are people that understand, wow, I can be a blessing. Or I can just like be a consumer. Now listen to this. Anxiety, and this is quite a challenging one. Anxiety is a sin, according to the scripture. It's, it's all over scripture. If you stress continually, it means your security is in the wrong place. Sure. Matthew 6, 24. Matthew 6 goes on. He says, no one can serve two masters for either you will hate the one and love the other or else you will be loyal to the one and despise the other. So there's the concept of hate and the concept of loyalty towards the master that you serve. Hate and love 
loyalty or despising. You cannot serve God and mammon, Jesus said. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life, more than food and the body, more than clothing. See, the world wants us to have that fashion, wants us to be conformed, you know. So this um, one guy wrote, and I don't know who wrote it, he says, conformity to a sick society is to be sick. If you want to conform to the society all the time, you're going to become like the society. But verse 31 in Matthew 6 says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentile seeks, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. So the Lord is not like a, Oh, I don't want to bless you, I don't want to give you the freedom. It says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So a freedom from anxiety is one of the inward evidences of seeking first the kingdom of God. So it says, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You see, there are a lot of people in the church. Some people stand up for social justice, and some people say, no, no, just give to the poor. And some people say, no, 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 just worship. And some people say, no, just the supernatural. And some people say, just the word, just, you know, get into this. And everyone has, we've got our, our, our speciality or our passion. But scripture says to be, even those things can become an idol if we don't seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Standing in the right relationship before God. So it's, so it's amazing, you know, <laughs> every second person comes and says, no, 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 the Lord is saying this, and the Lord is saying this, and the Lord is saying this, and then you realize, no, the Lord is saying that to you. But scripture is very clear, just seek the kingdom of God. And that's such a simple way of living, say, Lord, how is your kingdom going to come through this? How, how can your kingdom be promoted? And your righteousness, that I stay in a right relationship with you, that I can have this freedom of relationship with you. Because you also get people that just say kingdom, 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 but they're not talking about the righteousness, the part of standing free before God, being a worshiper, giving Him glory. But see, God wants us to be free from fear and, and that, that place of having peace and a joy that is so much more than what we see in our circumstances or stuff that determines it around us, that does not determine your joy and, and, and your real peace. I mean, shalom peace doesn't mean... An, absence of challenges it just means despite the challenges i have this amazing peace because i know his kingdom he will work everything for good to those who love him and those who call him, called according to his purpose so with whatever comes my way doesn't matter how big it is god is bigger and he'll work this thing together even if i can't see i'm gonna trust him and that's what it boils down to is to real trust but the world says, no, 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 just, just find your own security. And that is why Jesus would challenge material things so much. Because it's so easy to put your trust in that. So easy. I think I told this story, but a couple of years ago when I was, when I was um, still working as a, as a finance ma manager for Rolla Motors here in Somerset West. So the Lord clearly told me, don't invest in shares. And then I heard this one guy say, no, no, that share, that share. And I just thought like, yeah, I have like this 25,000 rand, so I'm going to just invest it, you know. And, and this is it. This is such a good opportunity. But so clearly, I'm not, I don't have anything against investing in shares, but I just realized like, I'm going to make a quick buck. So yeah, I bought the shares against God's 
clear instruction. I think that was around about the 13th of June somewhere. The 21st of June. I think I had 300 rand left. <laughs> and then the self-pity and the, oh, you know. But when you have moments like that and you lose like a lot of your own money, then, then you can clearly tell yourself, where is your treasure? Sure. And, and this is a challenge. It's a challenge in the environment that we're living in because we're all like, hey, what's my next career move? Where am I going? What is, there's nothing wrong with climbing the ladder. There's nothing wrong with that. But are you seeking the kingdom of God first? How does the kingdom of God come through your decision? And I see so many Christians. They say, no, no, no. Do you know what I'm making? All my, I'm finishing my studies now here in Stellenbosch. And now, you know, I'm looking for the best opportunity. And the Joburg one is definitely the best opportunity. And I said, like, have you prayed about this? Have you, have you asked God, where, where is his job for you? <laughs> no, 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 but this is definitely, this is definitely the Lord because it's 10 times more than the other job I had. And then according to scripture, you're in trouble. You're going to pierce yourself with many sorrows. Ooh, it's getting very quiet, okay? Hallelujah. So, here's the question and we're going to talk about this for five minutes. This is where we're going to get a bit practical. Whenever I see John Yip, then I want to get practical. So let's get practical. Okay, Matthew 10. Where's John? I saw him at the back. Oh, there he is. Okay, Matthew 10, 7. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. You see, if our trust is in material things, then we don't know how much spiritual riches we have received. And then we can't give that away because our focus is trapped on material things so when when peter and these guys go up into the temple the guy sitting at the gate beautiful he sort of he says like hey um he's begging and so the amazing thing what they say to him is well money and silver and gold i do not have but what we do have in the name of jesus stand up and walk because they learned to give away what they spiritually received. So this freedom you have received, freely give is in the context of spiritual things. But if you are a consumer, and if I'm a consumer, we'll never value true riches. We'll never be free to actually say, well, wow, Lord, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out the demons. Not just the specialized counselors in church, not just the pastor, not just the district leaders and the elders. Everyone. When last did you cast out a demon? Now, but demons don't exist here anymore. They're all there in, up in Africa somewhere. Well, okay, then when last did you heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers? Go and preach the gospel and heal the sick not all heal the sick or some specialized people part of the gospel the word sozo for salvation means salvation healing deliverance it's part of what jesus died for and so if you and i realize our true spiritual riches freely you have received so obviously you must learn to receive that lord what what does it mean 
to have the gospel? What does it mean, Lord, to receive from you? What does it mean? But I want to give it away. So my question to you is, you need to help me now. How do we not get corrupted as a church to just be consumers? Because the way even we do church is going to change. I'm just making an announcement. (laughs) Because we come in here, sing a couple of songs, give our money, listen to a shorty preach, and we go out there, and then we say, hey, that was a nice sermon. Or, oh, no, that, you know, this guy, I don't like him. His jokes, he's a bit flow, flow, you know. It's like not, you know. I, I rather like that one. Because those people, they, their messages, you know, it's so, they're, so, they're so effective. They're so productive. We come in, you know, it's just one hour. Wow. Enough time for soccer, enough time for chicken afterwards, enough time. Yo, no, the, this guy, it is already 20 past 10. One hour, 20 minutes? When is he going to stop? And you know, I don't like that word joy. That joy should actually be on the other side because hope comes before joy. But at least Jesus is in the center. Let's keep him in the center. Okay? (laughs) But you know how all of us, and I'm including myself, we become consumers. So my question to you is, how do we as a church break consumerism? What do you think are the answers to everyone in church? Not conform to the culture, but be transformed. Quickly, you've got five minutes. I want you to give, talk to each other quickly. Tosca, can you go to the first slide, please? Thank you. Okay, so... So firstly, we need to acknowledge that we, we live in a consumer society. Would you agree? And that all of us are, are trapped and we, we, we're being challenged to conform to individualism and to just like, hey, what's my next entertainment? So, so the question is, the second question that would follow on that one is, why do we think people are bored with God? Why do, you, why do you think we get bored with church and bored with God? The problem doesn't lie with church or with God. The problem lies with your minds may have been corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. We've been corrupted. Because we believe a lie through the culture and through the things that enforces itself on us. So we get so distracted that we can't be quiet. Something like solitude, something like that wow of God is lost. And more than ever as the church, we need to ask God to take away the corruption. That's what's so beautiful about the word. He talks about the word as the incorruptible seed that's planted into your spirit. Getting back to the word of God. Getting back into nature. Getting back into those moments where we can say, okay, I'm going to quiet everything else. Because the problem doesn't lie with God. The problem lies in our minds. And we need a renewing of our minds. We always think that renewing of our minds and our conscience is just about the negative stuff. I'm not going to think negative stuff, but it's much more than that. 
It's to be renewed from a culture that enforces itself on us in the way that we think about God when we think about God. And so, so your homework is to begin to pray about this because only the Holy Spirit can renew your mind in that way to show you those wow moments with God. When, you, when you're in the presence of God and then the Holy Spirit just like becomes the spirit of revelation. It cannot be an intellectual pursuit. It's a spiritual pursuit. And that's why as the church, we're going to need the Holy Spirit more than ever in our lives. To take away the distractions. He's the spirit of wisdom. He's the spirit of counsel. He's the spirit of might. He's the spirit of knowledge, of fear of the Lord. But he's the spirit of revelation. And that's why when Peter was standing in this moment with Jesus, Matthew 16 to 18, you're going to read it. And Jesus said, who do the people say that I am? And who do you say that I am? And then he said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And then Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon. He didn't say Peter. He said, blessed are you, Simon Bodger. And of course, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Blessed are you because you know your true spiritual riches. And he says, based on that, I'm going to build my kingdom and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom, he said. Because people say, I'm just another Elijah. I'm just John the Baptist. They have a lot of things. But Peter said, you are the Christ, the anointed son of God, of the living God, not a dead God. But it could not come in the natural it could not come through just reading more books and doing, or doing more spiritual work. It came because of a brokenness, a surrender, a trust to realize like, wow, these things of the world cannot satisfy me. And in that moment of surrendering to Christ, the spirit of revelation came. And that's why Paul would so many times fight for this thing. He would say, I pray that the eyes of your understanding may open up so that you can see your true spiritual riches. So that freely you have received, freely give it away. Most Christians, if you would walk up to them today and ask them like, hey, what have you got to give in the kingdom? They, they don't know. They feel insufficient. They feel like I don't know enough. I don't know. I have enough knowledge. Because we try to connect with God just on a knowledge basis. Freely you have received. Now freely give it away. So God is challenging us to become givers, become laborers, servants in the kingdom of God. And I want to say this, people, we're not going to make it as the church if we have not learned to serve. Just coming to church is not good enough. You have to go and make disciples. There where you are working, there where you are staying, that's where you're going to reach people. Serve your neighbor. Serve people around you. And then on a Sunday, we come to celebrate what God has done. But the world is being drawn away by entertainment. The world is not going to come to church. We have to go to the world and show them the revelation of who the real Jesus is. And they're not going to be bored. The only problem is the church is bored. The church is falling for entertainment. The church looks just like the world. And we lose our wow moments with God. We lose those moments where we just like break before him. Weep before him. And you'll see it so many churches right now, they're walking away from even the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They're walking away from this. But you cannot see who God is without the Holy Spirit. You
Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.